um, when it's the new year, you always say, "Oh, this year moved so much faster than last year." Yeah. And yeah. my friend, I already tweeted this, but my friend told me why that is, and it just blew my mind. Um, so I've been passing it on to everyone, which is that it's because a year, every every time it's a new year, that year that has just passed is like less time of your life overall if that makes sense like when you're one year old a whole year is like your whole life oh, but when you're two years old yeah. a year is half your life and so like when you're 20 the year that has just passed is like shorter than right right the overall the, experience yeah. the things that you carry with you day to day in terms of memory of what you've done and where you've yeah. been it's like just, less percentage of your overall life that's crazy so there you go <sighs> What the Explained. hell am I doing here? I'm out of here. <laughs> it's we recorded 180 no, something episodes. I can't leave you guys for that yeah, long. Over 200 hours of footage, 199 hours of which people will ever see. Oh yeah, this is we're speaking. Uh, nice. Eric is speaking directly to the uh, the Monday episode where technology uh, decided to say, "Hey Zach, it's the end of the year. Uh, you haven't made a large episode ruining mistake yet. Well, it's not too <laughs> There's late. Still time. <laughs> oh, it was a shame. That was our best episode ever. Yeah, it really <laughs> was never the greatest episode we've we actually ever had. We were gonna, we were gonna. This is kind of bad, guys, but we we had George R. R. Martin on the show and now David and Dan mad. <laughs> and um, the guy who plays Rickon. And it was the best show of all time. And you'll That's never a hear random it. And they told us, they told that us would be a who great panel. Jon Snow's just parents are. George just bullshitting my I feel story. like I would wound up, wind up being crushed like walnuts and killed off. <laughs> by Rick. You know, in some horrible way by the end of recording. You guys should have heard it, though, before it was ruined by the world. I know. Um, Eric made the best transition that I've ever heard in that episode, I think. <laughs> Oh, Mark God, Twain no. was there. George he was, was crying. Just he was speechless. just like, "That was so beautiful." Selena <laughs> started speaking English hey. and Swedish at the same exact time. It was so beautiful. You guys and we all it. learned how to speak speak high Valyrian, and we didn't mistake it for low Valyrian. Yeah, and we all learned how to <laughs> speak Hylian as well. <laughs> but it's just it's just like falling off a horse. You've got to get right back on it and continue plowing through into the new year, making new episodes, which is why. We're back with you yet again today for the second time this week with a chapter, and I believe, guys, that this is, and I'm not sure, but I think this is the end of Blackwater. Uh, well, I mean, the next chapter is Daenerys, so if it's not the end end, I mean, I don't know how it couldn't be the end, because we kind of... Right. It's just like when we do these chapter reviews, it's hard to go right to the end of the chapter, because you feel like there's just so much to talk about before you get to that point, but in this case, it's especially hard, because it's so different from the TV show. And the, the TV show handled it so much more epically. It was just interesting to see the, the hair commercial happen in front of us rather than reading about it. <laughs> this chapter concludes a six-chapter arc of the battle, starting with Davos and then going back and forth Sansa Tyrion, Sansa Tyrion. And now this is Sansa. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy because it is – we've already talked about this, but it's so much longer and more detailed than, you know, was in the show. We all like what they did in the show, though. So it's kind of like really cool to just see how it's different. I know. I agree. And I we talked about this um, earlier in the book as well. But it's just really cool to see the battle from two different perspectives and to sort of go from Davos, who we like Davos. We want him to succeed. You know, we don't oh, want yeah. him to die. And at this point, we actually we think he's dead. Um, <laughs> if I, you know, if I'm not mistaken. But then we go to Tyrion and it's like, no, but we're on his side as well. <laughs> you know, I think we talked about this when we watched the episode, too, that it's like... Davos and Tyrion are on both sides, but we like them 
both. It's just, oh, I love it so much. During New Year's, I was chatting with a friend of mine who's talking about uh, Game of Thrones, the later books, actually. So, Selena, maybe you'll attest to this. But as people die off, he said, it's really actually an inevit- inevitability that um, if it hasn't happened already, eventually two characters we really like, one will kill the other. Like characters we really, really like, like, say, Danny and Arya, for instance, are going to come, you know, eventually you can see their paths crossing in the future. And I sure hope just so. because they're on opposite sides politically, they're going to end up killing each other. And it's going to be a sight to see. I don't know if that's superstitious, but that's a little stitious. You know what I mean? Like, is it really <laughs> going to happen? Mezzo-stitious. <laughs> if Danny and Arya end up killing each other, I'm quitting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but but this is what George does. I'll quit too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, no, this wait, is... no, because that could happen. Because so here we're thinking yeah. about like, well, so we're we're watching Sansa and Tyrion's there, and the Lannisters, and the reason it's relevant is because Sansa, even in this chapter, feels bad for Lancel, and she's like, "Why the hell am I feeling bad for Lancel? He's a Lannister. I should want him dead. They want me dead. Why don't I want them dead?" It just shows her weakness and her strength and how dip and and it's so nice it's it also shows why we need her in the story because she's one of the very 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 few people who at this point after everything that has happened still thinks like this you know it still kind of thinks that the whole killing people is a big deal and that Mm -hmm. death shouldn't just happen just as a as an easy solution to to everything because i feel like you know we're just talking about Arya and danny i love both of them but at this point, circumstances and the world they live in have made them so that death is just, they've seen too much of it. They they know that it solves problems for them. But for Sansa, death is still an unspeakable, horrible thing. And that's good because that's, when you think about it, the way it should be. What a juxtaposition from last chapter. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. I mean, it's true. But it's good that we have someone there to, to remind us that that's the way we should still be thinking you know mm. Sansa is our regular reality check because even yeah. in Arya's chapters it's gone to the point of people are dying it's gone to the point of throwing weasel soup and destroying people's lives like it's gone to the point of of telling someone who to kill later in the day you know what I mean like that's that's where her chapters have progressed to from the point that they were pretty much being equal with Sansa's in the first book but now we've got like you said just this heavy weight attached to what exactly is happening outside so when we have the perspective of the war from Tyrion's or the battle from Tyrion's perspective people are getting hacked with axes it's terrible and it's sad but transpositioning now into Mager's Holdfast we're seeing the queen being even more drunk and we're seeing the decomposition of her spirit and basically Everything that she said to Sansa before is out the window because she's retreated in her own right to do something else from being there. You know, like yeah. it's getting really serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when these characters are faced with their uh, mortality, and and basically Lancel at the beginning of the chapter comes in and says, "All is lost." Um, you really find out what makes you know these characters tick because they're faced with losing their lives, or we know what happens to the women um, when battles are lost, and so. Basically, the way that, as you say, Cersei just gets up and goes at one point, and Sansa's left to kind of calm the women down, and then she leaves. Like, it just, their actions speak leagues about what kind of people they are. Do you think, though, and this might be a bit of a tough question, but do you think when Cersei is proposing what she's proposing, which is basically to make sure that that Stannis and their men don't take them alive, and make them do these horrible things to them do you think any part of Cersei is doing it out of out of pity 
for the women or is she just totally gone at this point like do you think that she's really trying to save the women from a horrible fate or is she just trying to say screw you stannis you know you're never gonna get what you want i think she's saying screw you stannis at least like it's a good idea for sansa and um cersei herself to be killed you know by ill and pain because who knows what kind of crazy fire ritual they're going to be put through as <laughs> as heads of their family. That's a good point, actually. You, you know, like, as heads sure. of their family, because they are so important. The other women, the, you know, which I think Cersei or somebody at one point calls hens, like, no, I think she's just doing what's expected of her, which is what she said before, but I don't really think she wants to, or thinks that she can even prevent, you know, all that from happening. I think it is just political at this point. It's like, screw you, Stannis, yeah. If, if he does break through, he's not getting any ammunition or any kind of uh, joy out of their deaths. I'd like to say that because she's a Lannister and we kind of see her as a, a bad guy, air quotes. I'd like mm-hmm. to say that she is only doing it to kind of say, ha ha, Stannis, this one's for you. I feel <laughs> like a big part of it is that she does naturally want to protect these people. I think that a lot of the, the cross thing she was saying to Sansa was supremely over the line and supremely wine-driven in a lot of cases. But still, there's goodness on a small level with this person. You know, I think that yeah. she's so bitter with her own past and she's so bitter with how her life sort of turned out, even with the riches and even with the, the constant food with, you know, not worrying about if we're going to starve. That's a big thing in this world right now. Yeah. It's a true situation. So she's not really dealing with the same issues that a lot of people have to deal with. So I think it's kind of like almost the, the celebrity curse. We see like people are dealing with something hard in their life and they're crashing and they're, they're going downhill and normal people air quotes are like, well, how could they be having such a hard time? They have it so well. And it's like, well, you don't live their life. Like Cersei still is having a lot of her own problems and issues right now. And she had to deal with Robert, his their entire marriage. And she just couldn't, <laughs> handle it so right now it's like we're seeing that sort of bitchy i'm kind of an asshole to everyone person but at the same time it's like i'm not inhumane like i don't want you guys just Mm -hmm. to be put under the knife like come here and and hide here noble ladies well it's weird and and it looks hypocritical in the book that cersei should leave um and not stay and be killed by Ilian Payne because we don't know what's happening And, and this is one of the things that george fixed or i don't want to say he redeemed himself but he you know in the tv show there's a subplot of her poisoning her kid. You know, she gets Tommen out and she has the the bottle of poison or whatever. And, uh, you know, one drop will do it, you know, and uh, she's going to poison herself and Tommen. And that is completely left out of the books because it's Sansa's perspective. Um, we don't know where Cersei leaves, you know, where she goes once she mm-hmm. leaves in this chapter. But and we it's might just find so that out later. That, That's but as of thinking. this moment, you know, it's it's it does seem to offer more insight into her character in the show and it's exactly what you're saying Zach that she has other things to worry about she's actually just working on her own demise if it's not actually mentioned later in the book then I would do have to give hats off to the George because that's a pretty useful mechanic and then also like that being the place where Loras walked in with Tywin and they were basically like hey we won the battle like that it's a good you know it makes a lot of sense because that's where they were coming in it was much more iconic to do that in the throne room it made sense for her to be leaving and that just does nothing but make the Blackwater episode look like an even better adaptation just how tightly it was done yeah. I mean but we, we haven't really explored exactly what's happening in this chapter yet yeah, I think we're all just kind of like 
cathartically releasing that the new year has just passed. <laughs> um, the battle is coming to a close, and we're seeing that from the perspective of Sansa, so she's not quite in the action. But Sir Lancel, if we can call him that, steps into Megor's holdfast <laughs> with a bleeding, gaping wound on his body and his beautiful clothes, and he's basically just, like, giving Cersei the shit. She's like, He's like, hey, you know, you should have yeah. never... Uh, called Joffrey back, or at least anywhere, because the second he left, people started throwing down their spears, and when the captains and the officers were like, hey, don't do that, we get paid more than you, so you better listen to us, they just started killing the officers and then running away. Fleabottom's a damn drunken riot, they're just having a crazy time, we don't don't even know what they're doing. (laughs) They're fighting a different war. He's such a, like, weak, weak, weak person in the show that I was so surprised when this happened in the book. Like he has a backbone. What happened? He's telling her how you know? it is. In the show, yeah. in the episode, she like punches him in his wound, and he like falls to the floor crying. <laughs> like it's very different. Well, that happens in the book, but, it's, but he doesn't it's fall different. to the floor and cry. No, though. no. Well, okay, yeah. It's just it's he's such a weak. I by the way, this is random, but I rode in the train yesterday with a guy who looked exactly like Lancel. <laughs> it was weird. That's fate. So now you're taking. He had the hair out. too. That Did makes you punch sense. him in the wound? I tried. I would have. But uh, I think it's just meant to show, whether in the show, if he's overly weak, it's meant to show that the queen's power and what she says goes and matters anyway. Like, yeah, she pulled her son back. So what? Like, come at me, bro. Really, I'll punch you in your wound. Well, I think everybody's getting more brave, though, like with Cersei leaving, with Sansa eventually leaving, which after the large threat of, hey, make sure no one leaves here, you know, like that, that took some balls for her to do. And and Lancel stepping up like this, like even though he's not the same whiny, moany Lancel in the book that he is in the show, um, it's still interesting to see him step up bravely like this. We know now that if you can't use contextual evidence and understand that terrible things are happening and people are acting differently, um, you'll find that out at the end of the chapter when we meet a different friend. I think everybody's expecting the crown to fall. That yeah, everyone that's is what expecting I mean, yeah. Stannis to succeed. And it's weird because they did decimate his navy. You know, uh, it was such a, the, the Battle of Blackwater began with such a, a positive um, experience for the Lannisters. Uh, it's amazing that Stannis just kept coming and kept coming. And that's how badly the Baratheons want their damn throne back from the Lannisters. It's just like kind of cool to look back and be like, wow, you know, they don't want the Lannisters on the throne. Uh, this is the kingdom as spoken here. I mean, and that's pretty much it to this chapter because it's not a very long chapter and it's pretty much just to give us a little bit of, of Sansa in the throne room. But then, of course... After that, she goes to her room, and we have, again, a very different con- confrontation with the Hound. I didn't expect this. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you guys, this is your first experience with this version, because you only know the show version. So how did you find it different? Like, were you surprised? What was he doing in her room? Like, <laughs> sleeping it off. <laughs> he's, yeah, I mean, he has some kind of connection to her, you know? I mean, he's... He's drawn to her in some way. I think yeah, that's to say. he probably was putting on her clothes a couple oh, minutes no. before she before <laughs> I she don't know. came. Maybe he was smelling before her she clothes. went back to her place. <laughs> like she's like, I, I forget what he's. He, I, he says, "I knew you would come." Yeah. Of course, he knows he's coming. It's her room. It's her tower bedroom. If there's one place she's gonna go to, like await death, it's gonna be in a comfortable bed in her bedchamber. Like I knew you'd come. It's ridiculous. The hound just is obsessed with this little bird of his and it's i mean it's a good thing obviously because he offers her a way he says you know that he's going but you're right it is a complete it is him behaving in a way that is not at all how he normally behaves we're seeing a side of him that we just didn't know was there even in his moments of previous tenderness 
I think it's important to remember that when Sansa sees him and it's described in the book, he's described as being drunker than she's ever seen him before. So I'm imagining a hound that has just quit his job. All right. <laughs> he's, yep. just, he's just killed some people. First off, um, drink extra wine than he usually does. He gets so drunk. And I just can't help but to see the full character, like beyond the page, just imagine him staggering through the castle and through King's landing. He's just like, I'm going to go sleep in her bed. <laughs> like he's like, she'll be back. She'll be up here. Like yeah. he's so he's so drunk in his mind. He knows that it's stupid that this younger girl and him have this like weird friendship. And he's just like, she's dumb. I, I love killing people. I should just head out of here. But instead, like he's having his own internal debate. Like forget it. Like I'm drunk. His inhibitions are lowered. So he's like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. do it anyway. So he yeah. gets up in her bedroom and she comes in and you can imagine just how happy he is in this moment. He's just like, damn it. Like she, she actually came. That's why. So that's why he said that. He was like, "I knew you would come." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I, I'm here." And he's just this big, scary, bloody guy. He's so drunk. He quit his job. He's been battling, and I just, it was a lot more scary in the book. The what could have happened? You know, when he's throwing yeah. her down on the bed. It's just there's so much more intensity in this chapter than there was in the TV show, and I think that they took that out for a very obvious reason. They just didn't want that. Yeah, in the show. True. I think and that that also I think it has something to do with the with the actors and with the age of the actors sometimes like it it almost has to. I know that the show is very very it doesn't hold back, but I think sometimes it has to and I think this is one of the times when it does because it didn't go. I mean, it's and as well with we're jumping I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but going to Sansa and Tyrion's you know I was, I was thinking oh yeah I'm gonna compare this to how it happened in the show and then as I was thinking that I was thinking that it hadn't happened in the show yet but yeah that's what I was comparing it to but it has so that was stupid um but you know when San, on Sansa and Tyrion's wedding night you know in the book it there's some more stuff I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys because we'll get to it eventually next year <laughs> and it it it's there's some different stuff that they didn't include in the show and I think it's for the same re- same reason because they have this 15 16 year old actress you know your point makes sense your point what you're, basically what you're saying <laughs> is I, I I get you you're saying they left this out they kind of sugarcoated over it and they did the same thing with the wedding like they just kind yeah. of were a little bit more broad on the subject rather than getting as dark or as deep as it was and i think also maybe to give us a little bit i don't know i did did this in the chapter do you think it gave you more or less sympathy for the hound because i almost it almost gave less. me more sympathy for him than in the show for me it's like in the show he was a little bit more pc and by PC, I don't mean – I mean, I guess I'm referring to directly what they thought when they put it on screen. You know, like he's either going too far in the book or he's not. And I don't think that he necessarily went too far. But like I said, the possibility of just how sloppy drunk he was and how lowered his inhibitions were, like the single fact that he was in that room at all and the fact that there's a battle going on outside. And in Sansa's mind, she knows that basically anyone is going to be able to be capable of to do anything at this point yeah and no one would hear her scream yeah it's just that's the last thing people are worrying about is where sansa is and and what bedroom Mm -hmm. she's in and everyone's seen the hound go flee so it's not like there would be anyone to help save her assist in any way like this is pretty much do or die and luckily nothing happens so you can walk away from it being like okay he is a classy guy like even though he is this brutal and he was uninhibited nothing did happen he did just walk away the thing about the books characterizing the Hound, um, too, even in the previous chapter with Tyrion, he like sees a wall of fire and he's like, oh, this is clearly why the Hound didn't, you know, 
want to continue the battle. Look at these flames. They're friggin' everywhere. Like, even Tyrion had that brief moment of sympathy for the Hound for telling him off and walking away. And it's just like these characters that are compassionate, like Tyrion, like Sansa, you know, you, you really get their moments and, and you really do get a, a picture of this Hound as this wounded warrior. Um, like when she cups his hand and, and feels tears or cups his cheek and feels tears down them. Right. Uh, after she sings, like he, she sings beautifully and he cries, like it brings the hound to tears. It's, is she a good singer or is he really just a big old softy? <laughs> you know, he is very, he's had a lot of wine. I think that's the most important part of this chapter. <laughs> you know, he's just like, oh, that's a great song. Wonderful. It's like coming out of his eyes. Is that the wine that he <laughs> yeah, had? Yeah. Um, but, but, but I wondered, I wondered if you guys catch this, uh, before he makes his entrance by, Putting his bloody, sweaty hand over her mouth, which is enough to make anyone want to gag and scream. She is in bed resigning herself to her death, and she cries out, Lady. She whimpers oh, for, for for Lady and, and says and wonders if they'll be together once she dies. I was so glad for that moment. Because it's, it's, I, I still miss Lady. <laughs> and I still <laughs> think lady it's do? the fact that, that we have this, this Stark person alive without her direwolf i i don't know if that's going to mean something in the end but i i kind of hope it does so well, they never i'm bonded. glad that they mentioned him no, they never well. had time to bond and what is she Man. doing she feels alone like she's like no, maybe we'll be together I'm, again as I'm, if they were like these connected lovers that had been they spent- are except the lover part because that's what the, the whole point is that at this point in the story you know bran is a work we know this you know they they these stark children they seem to have john as well seems to have this connection to his wolf um so does rickon we know this so the fact that that maybe Sansa doesn't have this connection anymore. Does that has that cut her off from from this, or does it mean anything at all? You know, and I think it's 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 just nice that we had that little th- throwback, even if it ends up meaning nothing. You know, no, you're right. Still, the worst death in the series. Forget the red wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Well, it's like when a person dies, it's a tragedy. When it's many people, it's a statistic, right? Even if it's just a few <laughs> at the red wedding, you're just like that damn wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't get the rocks. The the rocks getting thrown at Nymeria is more sad to me because she was around it's and so feel neglected. Yes. She was just like, what if Arya was like, my why friend? Why are you doing Arya? Why did I you do you. this to me? We were yeah. really good friends before. Yeah. I missed you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, about the Hound. Uh, <laughs> this is just one of the worst transitions I've ever made. But uh, <laughs> I, I just like can't it. help. I good. can't help but to think because I was reading this and I was just thinking, man, this is this got dark. Because he's in her face, he's like basically just sort of violently throwing her around the room, and I just, for me, I I just read this and I'm just like, you know, honestly, in a lot of places in the book, it doesn't go as dark as this. Even though I nothing, I know nothing bad actually happened, but just knowing who the hound is and what kind of person he is, and honestly, what what he looks like and smells like at the situation, it must have been mm-hmm. uh, pretty terrifying for uh, old Sansa here. Yeah, old Sansa. But ultimately, yeah. but just through. gonna make her stronger. Kelly Clarkson's going to sing about it. It's going to be great. It's a lot of grief here, too, because we never expected Sansa to be able to see this battle or to be here at all. She she was supposed to be rescued by Ser Dantos. <laughs> she was supposed to be gone away from here. And right now, you know, this whole evening with the Battle of Blackwater, she's probably thinking, that son of a bitch, you know, he really he really had my hopes up. Um, it's odd that he should show up tonight. And that she should see him again because he really is the king of dropped balls. Yeah. Putting it lightly, I guess. 
I mean, basically what you're saying, and I caught your transition. It was very artistically done. <laughs> the hound leaves. He saunters out, and she's just kind of sitting there like, oh, hound, where art thou? And then <laughs> Sir Dantos walks in, and he's like, John Quill, oh, thank God you're here. Do you have any wine? Well, good. And he basically just begins from there to tell her, I drink a little bit more. And she compares it to the hound's drunkenness, but a much different kind of being drunk, a very happy 2014 just arrived kind of situation. And so he's super stoked because for some reason, he doesn't know how he's been dancing for women for the next, for the last (laughs) few hours. So he's not sure, but somehow uh, the nights prevailed and he's very jealous because he wishes he was in those days and he wishes that he had that thing happened to him but basically he's saying we won and i'm so pleased where's the wine yeah there's a good moment for accountability for her to be like hey you owe me one now um but i don't think it comes she's just i'm i think she's glad to be rid of the burden of him possibly coming to rescue her i mean she's <laughs> yeah. she still kind of needs to get out of king's landing but with the hounds offered too, it just seems like she's moved on from Dantos. Yeah, she. It's like I can't really turn you down because I'm so so desperate. But at the same time, just don't, because we might be better off if you just don't try to help me. Yeah, but I mean, what big news is it that the the battle has been won by the Lannisters of all people? But they had obviously great help from the outside. Yeah, Tywin coming to save the day, which you know may or may not be a good thing, depending on. Whose point of view you are? All I can see is like a new, like a legal drama called Tywin at Court. You know, it's just like (laughs) sounds like a winner. Good. His horse, his horse shits all over the courtroom floor. (laughs) We're gonna need somebody uh, to clean this up. This was the part of the chapter I was talking about earlier in the episode where it was so vastly different from the the TV show. Oh my god, you guys! I know this is my brain is a bit slow, but guys, (laughs) the Westeros wing. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Imagine walking and talking through King's Landing with Littlefinger and Varys. (laughs) It would be so good. Gosh, we always have that already. Circumcision jokes. Yeah, we do. I mean, honestly, we do. We had it with uh, Olena, definitely, in the gardens this mm-hmm. last season. That was really well yeah. done. Like, the delivery method of us to get this information versus we're hearing it from Sir, D- Sir Dantos' mouth in her bedroom, in which, obviously, Sir Dantos was left out of the TV show. But we got to see it in such a grand fashion. I mean, we got to see it with Cersei in the throne room. And what she was doing was questionable, but she never followed through with it. So let's just act like it didn't happen for this argument's sake. But... Loras, who we haven't seen in ages, and we know that is Brinley's right-hand friend, bursts through the door, throws off his helmet. He's the last person you expect to see. So basically, we know at this point now that if, you're, if you've just followed along in the book, and let's say you're not sullied and the show uh, hasn't come out yet, you know that Littlefinger's deals went well. You know that he made the right kind of deals in order to get the Tyrells in an alliance with the Lannisters, and also that Tywin after leaving Harrenhal, has successfully made it to where he's headed, and they prevailed. Not a moment too soon from the looks of it, um, just even in previous chapters when there's, like, small hints of the battle of, like, new people that weren't, you know, like in Tyrion, he's like, who's fighting who? I'm not sure. Right. To have it end, though, in the TV show, to have it end in the throne room is, I think, a little bit better than having it end in her bedroom. For, for the readers to say, hey, the battle is finally over, you know, and you're reading about it, and she's in her bedroom, probably in her stockings, and this fool is telling her. Versus in the TV show with Queen Cersei, and they burst into the the you know the hall, right? On the and she's on the throne, and that's where the watchers are able to see, the viewers are able to see. Okay, the battle's over. Like that just seems not only is it grander, but that seems to be the right place to find out that the battle is over. 
uh, in the throne room versus, you know, some offshoot tower bedroom. It's a little more commercial, don't you think, than, yeah. than, than the way we, we found out here in the book. But, I mean, it, it serves its purpose. I think that what we're really supposed to take away, and it was pretty clear from reading these last few paragraphs, is that this this image of who they thought was Renly coming through into the story. And I'm not sure if the point is the fact that it was Renly riding with them and obviously someone's wrong because he is dead. Um, so yeah, I was we... so pissed off when I <laughs> got to this. I was That's like, weird, yeah, right? Renly, and then it wasn't Renly. So we're 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 meant to think Lois. either okay, he's alive or or not. I don't think that that's the case. We're we're am I am I right in assuming that it's just trying to say that the story has already been passed between so many people and they're all drunk and celebrating that it's like hell. No one even it's knows just, it was Renly. Yeah, just the confusion. Down the alley. But it's all, you'll find out soon like why they think it's Renly, but it's it's okay. not Renly. You know, well, wasn't it's it just, Loris in his yeah, armor? Like yeah, in, it's Loris. It's just Loris right. in Renly's armor. I figured as much. Okay, Aww, yeah, that makes sense. Loris. But. Yeah, with Loris. I don't. I don't know. I was other than that. Other. Other. I mean, otherwise, it's just like the Shadow Baby um, absorbed Renly's life force, and uh, it's like Shang Tsung with your your soul is mine. <laughs> your soul and, is mine. And just went and rode or summoned him or rode in the. I like the idea that Renly would still be fighting for King's Landing, even though it's obviously Stannis's charge. Well, he's repelling his brother. I don't. Know, I like the idea. I like that'd be so him. cool. And then it would that be really like would Dark be. Renly, like Dark Link. Oh God. <laughs> That would be beautiful. That would be amazing. He's like fighting him. His good ghost is fighting yes. the bad ghost that killed yes. him in the first like, place. Like, because it's coming after Loras, and then Renly <laughs> yeah. like jumps out, like, I will protect you. And it's like, I. That's in book eight. <laughs> He's like, Yo, Grace. Loras is to Renly's ghost. He's like, Call me Renly, friend. Yes. Actually, I love you. And then they make know. pottery. They sculpt clay together. <laughs> yes, to the righteous brothers. And that, now Eric will transition us away from this. Whoa. <laughs> With the <a> song. <laughs> Nicely done. No, I mean, just like Selena said earlier, this is a, this is a short chapter, but a lot a lot happens. We learn about some very important things. We learn that Rob, in fact, wasn't the one who was seen in the battle. It was Renly, and guess what? It wasn't actually Renly. So we actually haven't learned anything. This is a chapter of getting told a lot of things that we're not sure if they're true yet. Yeah, uh, that concludes Blackwater. <laughs> I guess that's the end. Wow, were you let oh. down, Eric? Was I let down? Uh, no. It was. I mean, the th- like it's only book two out of seven books. I assume there will be. Other battles, perhaps even bigger battles, and it's like Quidditch in the Harry Potter books. It's probably going to be very difficult for any writer to make those battles different, or to make, it's like making a Quidditch match different. Oh, it rains in this one. Okay, let's do a war where everything is the same. People killing people, it's the same thing, but for different reasons and in different climates and in different hills. So, you know, this is one battle. I hope to see many more in different locations. It's just one of the geographic. He's made so many places. I got um, for Christmas. I was given a gift, uh, a map uh, of or several maps of all over Westeros, and I'm just looking at him, going, "Wow, this is so many places for death and destruction to occur." Um, Fitting. So I'm glad that it was the way it was. I don't really think I can like criticize it because whatever I think was missing is probably going to turn up in another battle in the future. They're not done. We know from the show that there's. Still wars to be had. Right. No, there's no more wars. From now <laughs> it's on, it's pretty now. much just Varys and Littlefinger, you know, walking around Westeros. It's just the road to peace from here. <laughs> I heard that you don't have one anymore. <laughs> I wasn't let down, though. I think that it exceeded my expectations, honestly. The uh, the back and forth and just 
just how it was captured in the multi-perspectives with the timing almost being off on some of them. So you were always sort of in a confused state of what exactly was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably the only thing that is a little less than what I expected was this last part. I would have thought that they would have found out about the Lannisters coming to help with the Tyrells from someone other than Ser Dantos, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it's good. It really is good, though. Mm-hmm. So Ser Dantos won't receive my own, even though he was great um, dancing around. And luckily, he, he got himself out of his own... He was so messed up by the end of this chapter that rescuing Sansa wasn't even an option anymore. He just made it clear to her that he was so stoked that they had won. Um, I don't know if that's own worthy, but it happened. I'm gonna give my own to Sansa, <laughs> um, because I think this is this is the moment when I mean I think I said this last Sansa chapter too. It it happens. This is the period of time when she begins to become the person that people love. Not that I, you can't love the one she was before, but she goes through. <laughs> it's like Jamie. Sansa and Jamie go through the biggest transition I think in these series, and it's really great to see. And here when she's in the room with the women. And she steps up and she mm. raises her hands for quiet and she tries to, this is her strength. This is what she can do. You know, this is why she's strong. It's not physical strength. It's this kind of strength. And I think it was really cool to see her have this, you know, moment. I have to echo that. My own goes to Sansa as well, just for, oh, she, she, she <laughs> stepped up and she was able to be like, screw your rules. <laughs> Well, that and no one else was saying anything. You had a, a room full of people expectantly waiting for someone to lead them. And she's not the oldest. She's not the smartest. She doesn't have the most experience in these kind of situations as all these people. But damn it, she stood up and she said, guys, the battle's going great. Joffrey is just literally like resuiting his armor or something in the castle. Like everyone's fighting bravely. The walls are thick here. We just raised the drawbridge so no one could come over. So chances are we're going to win. And then they ended up actually winning so in my mind i'm thinking well she just did a really big solid to all those people there because she said something and then it actually happened so i bet everyone thinks sansa is super brave and cool now so she stepped up and she was a good public speaker so for that she receives my own as well well i'm gonna have to give my own to lancel because i don't know if it's i don't know if it's whether it's true that he was owned by cersei in this chapter you can say that when she pushed him down and walked out but just the fact that he thinks he can speak his mind and be this candid with her um i don't know if it's because he's sleeping with her or what but he just really tells her that it was a mistake to pull Joffrey back, and here's the reason why. And he's so passionate that uh, his other guy has to step in and be like, uh, "Well, uh, your queen, your grace, here's here's uh, he's right. This is what happened. Like he needs backup, and and he gets it. But Lancel's just flipping out at Cersei, and and I think that is unworthy of its own. Yeah, Lancel was uncharacteristically <laughs> stubborn. Yes, true. And he usually is a little bit more of a pushover. But I just think it has to do with the fact that everyone thought they were going to die. So they were just Mm -hmm. sort of doing their last, you know, okay, well, this is how I actually feel about stuff. And tell you where you were wrong. Which is, well, that's what our Monday episode was. It was like the end of the year and we were just like, all right, here, here, we're all just spilling it out. But it doesn't exist. So, yeah. We have a whole another year to work up to another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new year, guys, but let's not forget all our old acquaintances. No. Uh, you mean us at different names? I do. Eric knows <laughs> a great long list of those things. Yes. Uh, oh, gosh. They're different acquaintances for one and the same thing. It's us, the show you're listening to right now. It is us. It is us indeed. And in 2014, you can still contact us via email, Twitter, or Facebook. Our email address, just like it was last year, is contact <laughs> at gameofowns.com. Our Twitter, 
just like it was last year, is twitter.com slash gameofowns, or at gameofowns if you are composing a tweet to us. And on Facebook, you can still, in 2014, scroll on our wall, although uh, some would attest that that's so 2013. Um, you can do that at facebook.com slash Game of Owns. We're going to bring that into the new year. Huge party on the wall. You see that party? The the Tyrion picture? Was it Who posted that? Was that Micah? I'm assuming. I don't know. It was dark on my phone because I turned my brightness down and I couldn't see it. Yeah, it's just Tyrion <laughs> being drunk and, and there's some drunken comments I think in there and some nice ones as well. Maybe they're not drunken, but eh, we can pretend that they were. Uh, we are on iTunes, guys. That uh, may be how you listen to us each week. You should. It should be how you listen to us. You should subscribe to us on iTunes where you can leave us a wonderful rating or a review. I know that uh, Micah will come back uh, next week sometime and we'll all read some uh, some more of the reviews that we continue to get on iTunes. Thank you very much. It's a great opportunity for new listeners to be brought in and to read or hear about what the show's all about. Hyperbowl.com. I mean, there's some other podcasts on there too, you know, just in case you want to branch out a little bit. Um, Game of Thrones is enough for a whole life you know all the backstory all the <laughs> extra stuff that you can do with that but if you do like other shows and other movies and books then do check out hypable because not only do we have a lot of podcasts for it we also have daily news and fun articles about it so make that your new thing to do in 2014 if you haven't done it yet visit hypable.com h-y-p-a-b-l-e.com dot com <laughs> <laughs> We should also mention uh, that thing we're doing next week with Winter is Coming. How cool is that going to be? Awesome. That is going to be fun. We're going to find out what you guys voted for this past year as the people who won on all of our own respective categories, such as Best Actress, Best Dramatic Scene. Uh, that's the that's the two that I remember. But we'll have an entire comprehensive list, I'm sure, on Monday's episode. So you're going to have a fun time finding all that out. And then after that, we get to hear from some of the other ladies that – uh, are in Westeros right now, uh, you know, in the books, and we don't know where they've been since it's been Blackwater for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting finishing this book out. So uh, we hope that you guys stick with us. It's a Danny chapter. We are almost done with the second book already. It's only it's unbelievable. It went by really quick. <laughs> are we going into the House of the Undying next? Oh, uh, we burned that house down. No. I think what's happening is that the the books are getting closer to the end of the series, so now it's getting shorter. Like, yeah. each time we go through the book. What do you right. think, Selena? I agree. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. First weekend of 2014. <laughs> yeah, don't screw it up. Have a good time, and uh, remember to stay hydrated. Water is important. Mm, That's yes. a good Water. resolution. And it is. Yes. Yeah, sunglasses as well. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night uh, if you're listening to this at night. If you're not... Have a good other time of the day. My name is Zach. My name is Eric. My name is Selena. Orsina. 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 Ox. And my ox. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a trade, trader's market, and they're like putting stuff up. <laughs>